where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Each of these media creates a uh, new environment. It creates a new situation for human association and human perception. Any medium at all creates a new pattern, a new, a new atmosphere, a new environment of human perception, which works upon the whole man. It works upon the whole society. That is the effect of a medium. It has that total pervasive effect. That is the message that social change that is brought about. The content of the medium is never the message because the content is always the old medium. From the vast wilds of the Great White North for the week of January the 8th, 2023, it's TVA, a Canadian perspective on television from north of the 49th parallel. I'm Greg David. And I'm Amy Wilson. And we would like you to put your television on mute or pause your streaming service or put your phone down for episode 257 of TVA, the podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us, streaming us, downloading us onto your devices. I, I hope that everyone had a wonderful and relaxing holiday season whenever you're listening to this. So, Amy, what did you think about having the, the month of December off? Did you find that refreshing and that you're coming into the, the podcast year um, rejuvenated and re-energized? Uh, yes. Well, I'd be a little more regenerated, regenerated, rejuvenated. <laughs> I'd like to be regenerated right now. I don't, I have uh, another cold, uh, not COVID this time, but uh, a cold that I've been fighting off the last few days. So uh, if uh, my voice sounds scratchy, that's why. But other than that, I had a wonderful uh, month off. And, and as I was saying before, we started recording, baking a lot of uh, cookies over here. So it was a, it was a lot of fun and, and a chance to, to do something different for a while and get into the holiday spirit. Yeah, I was the same way. Um, leading up to the weekend of Christmas here uh, in my area, there was a winter storm that was impending. And so um, I think I've talked about this before. We, When the power goes out, we lose everything. Uh, we, do have, we do have a gas stove, so we can survive that way. But um, if you don't have any uh, power, then we don't have our well, which is how we get our water mm-hmm. and flush our toilets and everything. So in the days leading up to that, I not only filled as many pots and pans and, and the tub with water in case I needed it, but also we did a ton of baking. We got all of our baking out of the way because we thought, well, if the power goes out, at least we'll have baked goods to eat. Um, so I uh, ended up making, we ended up making six different um, cookies and squares and we're still eating Ooh. them because we just didn't, uh, we didn't have as many people over as we have in past years. And we tried out a few different recipes that made a lot more cookies than we thought they would. So we're still eating Christmas stuff here on January the 8th. We still have some stuff uh, lying about too. I was going to start my traditional uh, diet on the first week, you know, <laughs> the first week of January, and uh, there's just too much stuff around to even contemplate it. I, I'm like, it wouldn't be right. It would be wasteful. Yep. So yep. you got to clean up to finish it up. Yep, you got to eat all those butter-filled things. Uh, you can't just throw them out. Yeah, it's all about exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you have a cold. Uh, so is your drink choice this week, your beverage update related to the cold? Is it NyQuil that you're going to be taking shots of later? <laughs> uh, well, I've got just uh, water with a little bit of lemon right now. Um, later, I uh, received a bottle of uh, Sip Smith Lemon Drizzle Gin, uh, which I might try a little bit later today with uh, some uh, Fever Tree Tonic Water. So I figured because it has lemon in it, it's it's mildly medicinal. So sure. it was a good excuse to have it. So I might, if I'm feeling up to it, I might have a little of that later tonight. And it's called Sipsmith Lemon Gin. 
Uh, yes, it's Sip okay. Smith Gin, and it's lemon drizzle is there uh, is the flavor. It's it's a newer oh. London distillery. I think they were established in the mid two thousands. So, um, but yes, they've become kind of a dominant brand over here, and it's a very smooth, very drinkable gin. So it can get you into a little bit of trouble um, <laughs> on the wrong night, but right. uh, just a, just a little bit tonight, just a little bit. All right. Well, uh, I made a note of that because, of course, I'm going to share the link to the uh, to our beverage, our beverages in the show notes. So I just wanted to make a note of that. It was Sip Smith Gin and it's Lemon Drizzle. So mm-hmm. I've got water as well. Um, but over the holidays, I ended up purchasing a lot of wine. And one of those wines that I purchased is Wayne Gretzky Estates. Um, for those that don't live, uh, I don't know. You know who Wayne Gretzky is, right, Amy? Uh, oh, of course. Well, I'm I think a big everybody. Fan, so. Yeah, I think everybody. But everyone be. knows anyway. I think so. If you don't, he is arguably the greatest uh, hockey player of all time, and he has forayed. There's a bunch of different things that he does, but one of those things that Wayne does now is he owns a winery uh, in southern Ontario. And uh, so um, this is – I'm going to be drinking a Pinot Grigio later with dinner because I'm making chicken schnitzel for dinner. And so this is uh, a crisp, refreshing wine with aromas of apricot, pear, and sweet apple. Fresh flavors of citrus and tropical fruit dance on the palate and linger on the finish. Matches well with crab salad. Well, we're not having crab salad. Roasted (laughs) chicken. Okay, having chicken or a light cold pasta salad. Cheers and please enjoy responsibly. So yeah, my uh, it was actually my sister that got me onto this. I kind of chuckled when she said that Wayne Gretzky made some really good wines, but the white is good and uh, the red that we have in house, um, I haven't cracked it yet, but it's I've had it at my sister's house and it's really good as well. So there oh, you go. Oh, I don't know if I can get that over here, but I should try. Uh, one of our good friends is a huge. Uh, he's become a huge uh, wine aficionado over the last couple of years, so he's always looking for suggestions and he like order stuff from all over the world so maybe i can get him to, to to get some to try some one night but i had no idea that wayne did that so uh you've uh taught me something new yeah he has a uh, he has a winery in the niagara region that you can actually visit and do tastings and they have a barbecue i think they do some cooking outside as well for for people but um yeah it's uh it's uh, yeah i was i was surprised and didn't know that he had gotten into it um uh, but uh, it's a it's a good wine oh, good to know so let's move on to the calendar for the next couple of weeks. And then we have a few news stories. It was pretty quiet. I think it was a good good that we took the time off to rejuvenate and re-energize because there wasn't a heck of a lot that went on during the uh, in the Canadian TV industry. But there were a few news stories that we're going to get to. But when it comes to the calendar, um, the big news would have been uh, last week uh, that CBC's winter schedule uh, started up. So a bunch of returning shows. Uh, if you miss them on CBC, it's okay because you can stream them for free on the CBC Gem app. So last Tuesday marked the second season return of Son of a Critch. The season seven, uh, season seven of Working Moms, which is the final season of Working Moms, still standing, came back for another season, as did Run the Burbs for its second season, Pretty Hard Cases. Uh, came back as well, which Amy's going to talk about a little bit in a couple of minutes, as well as the nature of things returning last Friday on CBC. So again, you can go to the CBC Gem app and catch up on all of those as we have new episodes of them coming up this week on CBC as well. Um, Something that is kicking off uh, later on this week, Thursday, January the 12th, is called Bollywood on CBC. And it 
it's a reality show that introduces Canada to the Singh family who've been operating Chandon fashion in Toronto's little India for the last 37 years. Uh, other than that, we don't know a lot. Like I said, it's a reality show that's going to follow the Singh family. Um, I've seen a few teasers for it. It looks pretty interesting and I'm definitely going to check it out. Maybe I'll check it out and then uh, we can talk. I can talk a little bit about it the next time we record. But um, that's, like I said, going to be on Thursday, uh, January the 12th. And then uh, the week after that, looking ahead, uh, well, I guess we're going to be recording on the 15th, but something that we're going to get into in the news uh, the the news in a couple of minutes is the debut of Wong in Winchester on January the 17th. And that's the newest show um, from uh, City TV. And um, it is from – it's female-driven buddy detective procedural, which follows Marissa Wong, played by Grace Ling, Lin Kung, who is on Sort Of. Um, and before that, she was on Mary Kills People. And she's a bitter ex-cop turned private investigator, and she's teamed up with Sarah Winchester, played by Sophia Banzaf, a former career student with ambitious naivety who form an unlikely partnership. And uh, earlier in that that night on Tuesday, it's going to be the return of new episodes of Hudson and Rex. So there are going to be screeners sent out for Wong and Winchester from uh, CDTV. So I'll check those out. I'll also forward them to you as well, Amy, and mm-hmm. uh, and we can check that out. And uh, and we can maybe get back uh, when we get back together on the fifteenth. We can maybe talk about that if the, we've gotten screeners uh, in time. So. Not a lot going on, um, especially uh, once we get into the end of January uh, and then the middle of February, we've got some new stuff returning. But um, Mm -hmm. that is it for the calendar. Amy, I'm going to let you take um, the first news story because it is uh, it is about pretty hard cases, and you wrote, as usual, a wonderful feature uh, on uh, for TVA.com about uh, pretty hard cases. So yeah, take it away. Uh, yes, as you said, CBC's Pretty Hard Cases kicked off its third season on Wednesday uh, with Sam, played by the wonderful Meredith McNeil and Kelly, play, played by the equally wonderful uh, Adrian Seymour, reunited eight, after eight months apart and going undercover in the premiere episode. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, the, the, uh, the episode, I thought, was a particularly good showcase uh, for the show's best selling point, which is uh, Sam and Kelly's uh, buddy cop slash bestie relationship and uh the re uh the reunion scene which thankfully came just a few few minutes into uh the uh the episode was over top over the top in the best sort of way and it was especially gratifying after all the growing pains they went through over the first two seasons uh for people that are fans of the show they're they should be well aware of that uh, i had the uh the uh pleasure of speaking with both meredith mcneil and adrian seymour in december about the new season uh which listeners can check out on tva.com and uh, it was clear from talking to them uh, how much uh, they love working uh, together and how much of Sam and Kelly's uh, dynamic comes from them. I mean, I was thinking it seems like so many like uh, duos uh, in the history of television. You always find out that behind the scenes they couldn't stand each other and they were like like built like that the dynamic and the chemistry was all like uh, built out of behind the scenes tension that is definitely not the case here i mean these two when you talk to them it was just as much fun as you would think it would be when uh, when uh, you would if you had the opportunity to speak with them it was a it was a zoom phone call and uh they were just lovely and fun and they just riff off of each other and uh you know, finish each other's sentences. And uh, the only bad thing about that is that it was hard sometimes to steer the interview a little bit because they were having so much fun. 
And so you're like, wow, I would love to just sit here and watch this because it's so entertaining. But I have to ask some questions. Yeah. Um, in fact, Meredith said that they sometimes feel like naughty children on the set because of their antics, but they feel like, uh, quote, professional naughty children because they, they have a lot of fun, but they, they you know, get, get the job done. Um, uh, but they, uh, you know, they said in the interview that they trust each other and they get the best out of each other. And that really shows up on, uh, on the screen, I think. Um, I binge watched the first two seasons because I knew I was going to be talking to them and it had been quite a while since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, I mean, it honestly is one of my favorite shows on TV right now. Um, I, I loved it, uh, uh, revisiting it. And, uh, I've, I've liked what I've seen from season three so far, which is only two episodes, but, um, but yeah, there's a lot going on. I, I, it, most of this is covered in the piece, but Sam is back with ex-husband Steve. And um, from from the premiere episode and talking to Meredith McNeil, you know, the relationship might not be all that she hoped it would be. Kelly is finally dating Nathan and getting a taste of family life. But how is that going to turn out? And, of course, Wendy Crewson joins mm-hmm. the cast this year as the new unit commander who's hard to please and who Sam and Kelly will have to impress in order to be assigned the top cases again. And I don't know if anyone li- remembers the uh, CTV's very short-lived show, uh, uh, cop drama, The Detail, from I think around 2018. But uh, Wendy's uh, uh, a part in this one is is kind of like uh, the the funnier version of the character she played in that show. Mm, I was okay. Yeah, it, it seemed very familiar to me. When, but Wendy's funny. I don't know. I guess I haven't seen her in, in enough comedy uh, uh, material in enough comedy shows lately. But she's uh, she's got a very dry delivery. She fits in really well with the cast. I thought. Um, but don't worry, Karen Robinson is still around. Um, she's not left the show. She's okay. been promoted upstairs because I think she's great. And I mm. was worried at first. I was like, oh, my God. No, I, I love Karen Robinson. But she's still there. So, um, yes, they're off to a good start. There's 10 episodes this season, down from 12. And um, it, it has had it where it airs Wednesdays at 9 p.m. on CBC and is streaming on CBC Gem. And it is one of my favorites. If people want to check it out, if they haven't absolutely streamed the first two seasons, you will not be disappointed. I don't think. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, Wendy Crewson, I first saw her comedic side on Frankie Drake Mysteries because she played Frankie Drake's mom. Mm. And so she was in a lot of episodes and it was always enjoyable whenever she showed up. Um, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but um, uh, Meredith McNeil's son on TV, uh, Perry, Perry Hines White, is, was he in the yes. first two episodes? He was not, and I know that he's in Wednesday yeah. now, and so which is a big deal. And so I wondered about that myself. So I'm not sure what okay. the situation is there. Okay, he's. But great. I wondered myself. Yeah, he's great on Wednesday. I've watched almost the first season of that show, and it's it's just been renewed for a second season. And so, you know, it's just so been so interesting to see him grow up as an actor on screen, and then to see him on something high profile like Wednesday. I thought, oh, does this mean that he won't be back uh, to pretty hard cases? So stay tuned. We'll we'll have to yeah. see. He might be back in in episode three. I hope so. Well, at least if they we see him every once in a while. I know that yeah. they, he got he went to college at the end of uh, season two, so that was part of the, probably the setup to let him go to oh, Wednesday. Right, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes, That's... he finally got his act together okay. and went, went to college miraculously. Okay, so. so that's totally what's going to happen is that they're going to um, uh, that they're going to say you know he's gone away to college, so he'll only show up probably sporadically, yes, maybe via Zoom or something like that. Yes, I, 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 it is hard to like, you know, get him back from Wednesday, but he has one of those faces when I saw him on, on Pretty Hard Cases. I was like, yeah, I can see him ending up in a lot of teen dramas. He's got the look. <laughs> he does. <So. laughs> You're totally right. You're totally right. 
Uh, okay. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much for talking about that. I was looking forward to hearing your your take, not only on the, you know writing the story for TVA, but also on on talking to the two of them. Because, yeah, um, when I spoke to Meredith McNeil for the first season of the show, she's definitely one of those people where things can go off on a tangent very quickly. And if you know you're kind of looking at the clock because you know you only have ten minutes or whatever it is, and you think I have a list of questions that I need to actually ask you about this show. Yeah, I got so few in. I'm, 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 I'll have to be better. For, and and they talk over each other, and you right. know, and 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 it's and it's hard to pick up on the on the tape sometimes. But they're so funny. It was, it was a joy. They're uh, they're just absolutely fantastic together. Great. Uh, well, I kind of uh, I'm taking the next news story, which is about City TV announcing their winter schedule. And I already kind of made the announcement when I was talking about the calendars because um, Wong and Winchester is uh, is the big news um, coming out of City TV, the only um, Canadian show that's kicking off in the winter season. So you can check that that out on Tuesday, January the seventeenth. You'll be able to stream it as well on the City TV app if you pay a little extra and get that as part of your uh, your lineup. But that's pretty much it. Um, other than new episodes of Hudson and Rex kicking off on Tuesdays as well. So, um, so that is it for, um, yeah, that's it for that part of the, uh, the news story for me. So the next one for you is. Well, I will say, but I did want to, people yeah. that uh, fans of Hudson and Rex should also check out TVA because you've done a lot of interviews with them over the years, I think. And you have a couple of new ones from the last month or so, or at least I, I think you have talked to them fairly recently, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I did a couple of, uh, I did a couple of uh, interviews or I did one interview that I broke up into two stories with uh, Mary Peterson, who uh, yeah. joined Hudson and Rex in the last couple of seasons. And she directed her very first episode of Hudson and Rex. Um, fans of Murdoch Mysteries know Mary very well because she wrote some of uh, the most emotionally distressing episodes. Um, she wrote one episode of Murdoch uh, where uh, uh, the char uh, character played by David Hewitt uh, was pinned between a car and a streetcar and was dying. And uh, it, that was a heartbreaking episode that she wrote. And uh, yeah, so she's now on the Hudson and Rex team. So yeah, if you uh, if you go back and uh, you can read those interviews uh, from Mary where she talks about the the season and the who they, uh, will they or won't they uh, between the two lead characters as well as what it's like directing uh, the show. So yeah, definitely okay. check that out. All right. Um, and uh, the next news story is another one of my favorite shows, sort of, has been renewed for a third season by CBC and HBO Max, uh, along with uh, Sphere Media, who is co-producing. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, the series created by Bilal Beg and Fab uh, Filippo is, is a coming-of-age story centering on savvy, a gender-fluid millennial transitioning every aspect of their life. Uh, the show's second season premiered on CBC and CBC gem on november the 15th and debuted on hbo max on december 1st in a press release billow big set billow big who also stars in the series and acts as a co-showrunner said uh, it's been such a creative and rewarding pleasure to sink deeply into the mess of the lives of these characters in season two and i look so forward to continuing and expanding the mess alongside fab our gifted writers the generous teams at sphere media cbc and hbo max and our gorgeous cast and crew unquote. Uh, this is just a gentle, funny, unique show. And uh, Bilal Beg is just her perform. Uh, their performance is so perfect. I, I just, every episode is an absolute joy. And it's something that I like to like take the time to watch. Mm. I don't want it going on in the background. I just want to, um, uh, you know, make sure that I can pay attention, not because the plots are so com complex or, you know, you're going to miss something. It's just such, you know, a, a, 
peaceful viewing for me. I just find it so, uh, you know, a highlight of my week. So um, I'm just really glad they're going to be doing a uh, another season. You know, Amy, I totally agree with you. It is one of those shows where you you want to sit down and you want to drink it in because the characters are so lovely. They're so well-written and they're performed so exceptionally that you don't want to miss it. Like you don't, it's not a, definitely a show that you can put on in the background, like an NCIS or something like that, where you don't actually have to pay attention to what's going on. I totally agree with you. Good call. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And so I have got the last news story for the week, and that is about Marvel Media heading back into the world of miniatures with season two of Best in Miniature. And so Marvel Media, who have been on a roll lately with some of the, with a lot of their programming, has renewed Best in Miniature for eight episodes, second season, which is going to be kicking off on Sunday, February the 19th at 7 p.m. Uh, they wrapped up the second season late last summer in Hamilton, Ontario, and it's going to once again tap into the viral world of miniatures it's a reality competition that take that that it's a take on the reality competitions genre on a whole new scale, both in size and creativity. And yes, I did read that from the media release. There are going to be 10 new highly skilled artists from across Canada and from around the world who will be building their dream home in miniature form. Uh, they're going to be breaking down, you know, like a rooms are assigned each week and they have a certain number of hours that what they need to create what's going on in each of those rooms. And, um, the the same hosts and judges are back. And this is really an interesting show. I mean, we talked about what Marvel Media has done before uh, when it comes to sand sculpture and glass blowing, and now they're doing it with the world of miniature. So I really appreciate what Marvel Media is doing as just content creators, because I think what they're doing is very, very unique. Uh, and so I, I'm looking forward to the second season of Best in Miniature, and you'll be able to check it out on CBC and CBC Gem in February. Sounds good. Yeah, like we've said, they do uh, a lot of great uh, reality shows uh, over at Marvel Media, so I'll be sure to check that out. Yeah, I've got to get the team. I've got to get the two guys uh, that co uh, co founded Marvel Media, and I've got to speak to them because uh, I think it's a very yeah. interesting conversation. Yeah, they've been spotlit in a few uh, industry magazines and papers, um, so I think it's time for the uh, TVA to sit down and, and talk to the two of them. So uh, if they're yeah. listening, uh, Mark, I'm going to be <laughs> Mark, I'm going to be bugging you soon about it. We're Facebook friends, so you know I should be talking to him anyway. Absolutely. Get to the bottom of uh, where they're getting all these great ideas. <laughs> I know, I totally because it, it, it's so niche what they're uh, the you know these genres that they're finding and delving into. Um, all right, well that's it. I mean, like I said, there wasn't a heck of a lot of news that broke over the holiday season because everybody was taking time off. Uh, Amy, where can people find you when you're not sitting in front of a microphone talking about TV with me? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Wilson underscore a underscore r. And they can also follow my bulldog, Cadbury the Bulldog, on Instagram, who, Greg, by the way, got her first viral video. So I'm happy to report. Well, okay, so uh, where where uh, was this on Instagram? Because uh, this follow- was on it, yes, this is on Instagram. It's the one where uh, she uh, laid her little head on a back massager, and it, it did really well. She did it completely on her own. Was not coached. I had it out because uh, my my wife had a neck injury from. <laughs> chopping down a tree and I laid it down. It was still on and she put her head on it and liked it and left it there. And her little face is getting mushed up by it. And anyway, I, I was like, I'll put it on and nothing will happen. And it did well. It, did, it got like 20,000 views the first you know day that was on, which was her best ever. I was like, oh, wow, that'll be good. That's good for her. And then, and then it went up to 50. And then for some reason, 
uh, right between Christmas and New Year, it jumped up to like 400,000 in a few days. So that's that's the most she's ever gotten. So I'm proud of her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just looking at the video now because, yeah, you posted it. Uh, what was it like the end? Yeah, the end of uh, November. So that was why I missed out. Oh, my gosh, that face, that face being massaged. That's hilarious. Yes. So, yeah, that, that's my, my plug for my cute dog who, out of the blue, got herself a viral video. Well, the closest that she'll ever get to a viral video. <laughs> so. That's amazing. Well, you can, of course, find me on Twitter at TV underscore EH. And, of course, as we always say, visit TVA, uh, TV-EH.com to get the latest on uh, television, uh, Canadian television news reviews and calendars and, and all that uh, fun stuff. That wraps up the TVA podcast. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. 